Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a chat with the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition. Usually this week, the barns at Exhibition Park would be teeming with people bringing in cattle for next week's annual show, held a week later than usual due to the Grey Cup. But both Agribition and the Grey Cup in Regina were cancelled this year due to COVID-19. Chris Lane highlights the one agribition sale to be held this week. It's being held in Moose Jaw. Also today, the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance discusses the tentative trade deal with the United Kingdom. A recent farm forum talked about the impact of the coronavirus on the farm and farm policy development. And we have an update on rising feeder cattle prices across Saskatchewan. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. Canadian Western Agribition features one sale this week despite cancellation of the 2020 annual show due to the coronavirus. CEO Chris Lane says the Agribition Commercial Cattle Exhibitors Sale will be held in partnership with Johnstone's Auction Mart in Moose Jaw this Saturday. Well, we've got a couple things happening. Um, you know, the, the sale you're talking about is our commercial exhibitors uh, sale, which is uh, uh, we're excited to be able to do a live event of some kind here this year. And that is we've partnered with Johnstone's Auction Mart in Moose Jaw, and uh, we've put the call out to some of our longtime commercial cattle exhibitors to help fill some pens and and, uh, and have an agribition sale. So that's what we're doing. We've got, uh, um, you know, nearly 200 head of cattle that are that are entered and are going to sell on Saturday at Johnstone's. And... Um, you know, all COVID rules uh, apply, and uh, we're doing it in a safe way, uh, in a way that still allows us to, um, you know, to, to, to help these producers market some of their cattle with a bit of agribition spotlight. And, um, you know, if if, uh, if we get to see some of the people in a, in a COVID-friendly way that we're used to seeing this time of year, well, that's, a, that's sure an added benefit, too. So the big sale is this coming Saturday, November the 28th. Now, Agribition has, of course, a whole gamut of programs. Agribition may have been canceled, the show itself, because of COVID-19, but there's a whole run-up, a, a dozen items that you've got on the list here. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the uh, Exhibitor Showcase. The Exhibitor Showcase is a program that we're developing um, right now that we're hoping to launch soon. And really what that is, is it's an online platform uh, for all of our exhibitors, no matter what they're exhibiting at Agribition, um, to be able to have a place to market their program, their genetics, their products, 
year-round uh, in a multimedia environment in a way that allows them to connect with international buyers or buyers across Canada and the United States, but really around the world and, and still allows Agribition to help push their products uh, into those markets that we've done so much work to develop. I'm thinking of places in South America. I'm thinking about Australia and the UK and Mexico, for example, places where we know that we have a list of buyers that are hungry and anxious to invest in uh, these products that people bring to Agribition every year and these animals and genetics. Um, and we needed an online platform to be able to do that. And so that's what the exhibitor showcases for. So at, you know, no extra charge or anything to these exhibitors, uh, we'll start populating and building what is essentially a business match marketing tool uh, that will operate year round. Uh, and then obviously augmented by um, filling Agribition with uh, live animals and live people and, and live buyers in 2021. Now, on top of this new digital marketing service, the Agribition Connect Exhibitor Showcase, you also have another item called Agribition Virtual Yards. Just how does this work? Well, Virtual Yards is, is, uh, is going to be incorporated in that, into that Exhibitor Showcase mentality as well. And that really is, is a place for um, our exhibitors uh, that, that liked exhibiting in the, in the pen format. Uh, to make sure that, that they've got a space online as well. So you can browse, you know, details about operations, about farms, some history, obviously what's on offer in terms of breeding programs and, and animals for sale as well. Uh, it really is, you know, all together, Jim, what we've tried to do is take the most important things about marketing agriculture products uh, that Agribition offers and find a way to still offer an avenue for that. Um, not only you know this week and next week, which would be Agribition Week, um, but something that is useful as our exhibitors get into uh, you know production sales or bull sale season, um, and still make those connections with buyers, um, and then have it all come to fruition at Agribition next year. Chris Lane is the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition. Ed. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford Equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. The Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance is pleased that Canada has reached a trade agreement with the United Kingdom. However, Executive Director Claire Citeau says it needs to be improved before it becomes a permanent deal. Our main message really is uh, for our members, uh, what our members need is for Canada to negotiate a real meaningful comprehensive deal with UK. Uh, what was announced is an interim agreement that provides a stability and predictability, and this is welcome news for some of our members, um, but it'll, it also creates um, significant risks for others within the agri-food sector because the transitional agreement appears to reinforce a, a situation that is already quite um, problematic. So overall, we view this as uh, a stopgap measure. Um, welcome, but we can do much better. Sato says the new agreement with the UK simply mirrors Canada's trade deal with the European Union. That's uh, that's correct, and uh, you will you will know that uh, the UK is one of our largest and long-standing trading partners in Europe. In Europe, um, it is a high-value market uh, for a number of Canadian agri-food products, and and for some products, even the highest-value market in uh, in Europe. Um, over the last five years, it absorbed uh, on average at least um, a quarter of our total agri-food exports to the um, EU 28. So, a significant market uh, for 
various products like beef, wheat, um, pulse, um, pork, um, processed foods, uh, containing sugar-containing products, amongst others. So certainly, um, the UK finally leaving the EU customs union at the end of the year created a bit of a, a cliff. Um, and um, it's important that uh, the new interim agreement um, will remove some of the uh, the disruption that's created by uh, by Brexit, and that could uh, disadvantage our uh, exporters. So really, timing truly is of the essence here. Uh, we cannot risk losing market access to our competitors, uh, many of which are actively engaged in free trade talk. Um, discussions with the EU, sorry, with the UK, um, and uh, and um, yes, overall uh, 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 a positive uh, stopgap measure, but certainly one that creates uh, uncertainty and and risks for uh, some of our exporters. So we can uh, we can do better. And uh, what we're saying is that. Uh, um, uh, an interim agreement uh, with the UK that supports market certainty during a transitional period of time is one thing, um, and a meaningful permanent trade agreement that provides ambitious outcomes and a real uh, possibility for a sector to grow uh, is another. The trade deal with the European Union has long been criticized for a number of trade obstacles. Uh, certainly those around the, 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 the meat sector um, and, uh, and the uh, the, the approval of meat processing systems is, uh, is, uh, is, is, is one that stands out. Amongst others, uh, there's also uh, subsidies and the approval of our uh, farmer sustainability practices, the timely approval of biotech traits, uh, the need for uh, certain um, science-based uh, processes for protection, crop protection products. So there's a long list, uh, but certainly um, um, those around the, 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 the meat sector are also um, part of the reason why there is, uh, there's a fear right now that the, the interim agreement uh, may not deliver on the viable, commercially viable opportunities uh, promised. Claire Citeau is the executive director of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. And I am joined right now by the chair of the Co-Development Committee Committee for Responsible Grain, Ted Menzies. Okay, let, let's hear how optimistic you are about responsible grain. Let, let's maybe start at the beginning here. What is, for some of our audience, are like responsible grain, what, what is this? Uh, give us the answer to that question. Well, it started, if we can go back to the, the genesis of, of it, um, there was a study done by uh, Chantel Donahue and, and Kim McConnell, who would be very familiar names to many of your listeners, on what 
amount of public trust do we have, do farmers have? And it was found that it was lacking on how farmers operate, on, on how they treat their soil, how they treat the environment, those, those general terms. And so the Roundtable for Sustainable, Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Crops said we should do something about this. And many other industries, the beef industry for, for a shining example, have been very successful at this as defining what are the codes of practice practices in raising livestock. So why shouldn't grain farmers do the same thing? So they had put this idea together and they asked a number of their members to be active participants on it. So they wanted an impartial chair, so they've asked me to do this in my retirement years to chair the development committee that's made up of members from all across the country, farmers, uh, there's a good contingent of farmers from all across the country on this development committee, as well as our input suppliers, the exporters, the food processors, not for not for profit angles uh, ducks unlimited is is helping us does this does this make sense for farmers does this make sense to encourage people to ask questions about how farmers are producing their crops are you producing it sustainably and it's all around sustainability but i think as as you know as well as i do sean sustainability means something different to everyone but responsibility is a word that people can understand. And, and as I have said to many audiences, as a farmer for 30 years, I was responsible for the land that I farmed. I was responsible to make it better. I was responsible for the water that entered that land and left that land. I was responsible for the species that, that inhabited that land. And I was also responsible for the people the employees, and my family on that farm. So for me, it makes perfect sense to call it responsible grain. So what's the end game, Ted? We, we saw last week the CRSB, you gave the beef example, you know, had, had a great week in the sense that McDonald's announced that all of their quarter pounders in Canada will now have the CRSB logo and will be supplied by CRSB beef. Are, are we looking at the end of the day to have some sort of a logo for responsible grain put on to that loaf of bread, or what? What are we trying to accomplish here as our objective? That I mean, what the Roundtable for Sustainable Beef has done is incredibly laudable. Uh, they're a lot farther down this road than we are, and that's wonderful that they're that they're they're users of the beef, they're processors of the beef that actually supply to the end customer have recognized that. That's our hope with this someday, but we've got a ways to go in that. What we want to do now, and we've got a logo, Responsible Grain, and I encourage people to go to that uh, to that website, just type in uh, Responsible Grain. And and if that happens down the road, that's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Then we've accomplished all that we wanted to, to attain. But the most important thing is that farmers look at this as something doable on their farm, something that they can communicate to their customers, whether their customer is, is in Winnipeg, Manitoba, or in Shanghai, China, that they can recognize that these farmers are growing food responsibly. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.org. 
It's your Agra weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today, cloudy sky, wind up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high minus 4, the low minus 8. Wednesday, partly cloudy, wind southwest 30, the high plus 3 tomorrow, melting. Wind chill minus 12 in the morning, the low minus 6. Thursday, cloudy, 60%, chance of flurries and windy, the high minus 2, the low minus 8. Friday, sunny with a high plus 4, the low minus 7. Saturday, sunny and windy with a high plus 5, the low minus 10. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 2, the low minus 6. Monday, sunny, the high near plus 5. Normal high is minus 4, the normal low minus 15. The sun rose at 828 this morning. It sets at 503 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek in the southwest corner, plus 1. The cold spot, up north, Collins Bay, minus 18. In Estevan, it's minus 7. Saskatoon, minus 5. Swift Current and Weyburn, both minus 7. Yorkton is minus 9. Regina has some mist in the air. It's minus 7 degrees. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 10. Humidity, 93%. The barometer dropping, 101.6. Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus 5. Winds are from the south, southwest at 13. Once again, Regina, mist and minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. COVID-19 has resulted in changes in many sectors and agriculture has adapted to the times as well. Marty Seymour is Farm Credit Canada's Manager of Industry Relations and before that he was the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition. And a lot of times it takes a crisis to pull people together. As I spend a lot of my work traveling the country and talking cows, canola, food processing, greenhouses, I've seen the debates around GMO and organic, the plants and animal debate. We look at uh, supply manage versus non. Any argument in agriculture, we seem to always be at opposing opinions on various topics. But COVID brought us together, and it brought us together in a couple ways. And probably the one that brought me the most... uh, most joy that delivered some real fruit for the industry was the Canadian Federation of Agriculture partnered up with the cattle industry and the pork industry and together they went to Ottawa with some very clear requests and and some of the wins that came out of the industry coming together was one message with one clear ask. Seymour talks about some of the gains made through the cooperative effort. So in the processing industry, getting some dollars to support the investment that the packers needed or the processors in the canning industry needed to help offset some of those rising costs. An extension of the CBA, the Canadian Emergency Business Account, getting farmers eligible to apply for something that was designed for small business but didn't factor in agriculture at the start. And then of course the temporary foreign worker conversation where we were able to get $1,500 of uh, potential support for farms that brought workers in that need to be isolated for two weeks. And so for me, one of the things that I saw of an industry that's typically growing in the same direction but might be divided on some particular topics 
is COVID brought us together. And it's a good example of when we need to align as an industry, we can do that. COVID changed consumer buying patterns, especially in the period between mid-March and May. Food purchases shifted from restaurants to retail and online. Some of that moved back over the summer, but it's too early to make a final judgment. I don't know how deep it's going to go and which parts of the country are truly going to commit to online. It's not really a rural Canadian conversation, but more of an urban conversation. But the longer COVID exists and that we have interrupted behavior, the more likely these things become habits. And so some of the habits that I think as we move into another wave or a rise of COVID will be, you know, what does bacon consumption look like if we move away from eating out again, the French fry business, the chicken wing industry? How did those groups retool themselves to stay relevant? Seymour says some consumers have turned to local food sources this year. This idea that as Canadians we want to support local and be committed to supporting our local businesses. There's opportunity inside that for what I call the boutique food manufacturers, those mid-sized people that are ready to scale up need a little bit more local support. I think we've been doing this in agriculture since the dawn of time where somebody has a niche opportunity and starts to market it. But I think Canadian consumers are finally ready. That's a habit that I think will stick, is this ambition to support our, our neighbours and our friends. Seymour says COVID created a tendency for people to focus on the negative, but says there are a few positives for agriculture. COVID's brought food to the forefront of people's minds, second only to health. So if we now have agriculture and food on the top of mind of legislators and consumers, this is our time to demonstrate that I think ag is part of the country's formula for an economic recovery. And the more we talk about the role of ag and food in that economic recovery, I think the better it is for our industry. Marty Seymour is Farm Credit Canada's Manager of Industry Relations. and Before that, he was the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition. He spoke recently at an online Farm Forum event. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Ground Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Feeder cattle prices were moving upward for the third week in a row. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says most weight categories for both steers and heifers were moving upward during the past week. Well, we saw a positive movement again this past week, so that's three weeks in a row. Um, feeder steer prices were higher across most of the reported weight categories last week, and the largest price increase occurred in the 300 to 400 pound weight category. They increased $9.70 per hundred weight. The smallest increase was seen in the 700 to 800 pound weight category. They increased $1.58 per hundred weight to sublab an average price of $185.08 per hundred weight. The only decrease we saw throughout the entire week was in the 800 to 900 pound weight category, and those guys uh, went down by 50 cents per hundred weight to end the week an average price of $137.25. Then we look at somewhere in the middle there, we've got 600 to 700 pound weight category. They ended the week at $195.50 per hundred weight. When we move on to Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices, we saw the same story there with most, mostly increases throughout the weight categories. And the largest increase there was seen in the 300 to 400 pound weight category again, increasing $8.09 per hundred weight. The smallest increase was seen in the 700 to 800 pound weight category. They increased $1.38 per hundred weight per hundred weight week over week to end an average price of 166.13 per hundred weight. 
The only decrease we saw there was an 800 plus pound weight category, and that category went down $6.09 per hundred weight to end the weekend average price of 157.50 per hundred weight. And then again, we're going in the middle there, the 600 to 700 pound heifer weight category ended at an average price of $125.11 per hundred weight. What were the factors pushing up the feeder cattle prices? Well, we've got a few different factors here. Um, if you want to go with the bullish factors, you know, marketing are down 13% year to date still. So inventory is a big one that's kind of pushing it up. Uh, and then the choice beef cutout prices have been on the rise the past three weeks. So that provides some strength for our prices. Um, but, the, you know, some things to watch for the next few weeks is feed prices. Well, that corn keeps rising. Um, luckily for this week, barley prices based in Lethbridge, Alberta remain steady. So we're going to keep an eye on some of those markets to see how they transfer to the feeder cash market. And what were total marketings? Well, we had Canfax. They reported a total of 42,436 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week. And that's up from 30,068 head the previous week, but still less than the 47,462 head marketed during the same week in 2019. And what happened with market-ready cattle prices? Well, we had pretty steady um, prices for the live non-fed cattle out of Alberta. The price of D2 slaughter cows saw a slight increase of 79 cents per hundred weight to average $69. And the price of D3 slaughter cows also saw a, a slight increase with 83 cents per hundred weight. And so they averaged $58 per hundred weight. And then we did have a price uh, reported for the Alberta fed steers and that was $140 per hundred weight. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle feeder cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The market updates with Jim Smalley on the Source 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early morning trading. Canola fell three dollars and twenty cents at five twenty six eighty seven. Number one red spring wheat rose twenty two cents at two thirty five eighty four. The rest were unchanged. Durham two eighty eight forty four. Feed barley two o nine seventy. Flax six seventy one seventy five. Lentils five ninety four fifty. Oats two o six fifty three. Yellow peas three twenty two eighty nine. Feed wheat 183.72. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures went up two and a quarter cents at 5.44 and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 24th. Our last regular sale was on November 11th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 65 cents to 75 cents. D3 cows sold from 55 cents to 65 cents. Counter cows sold from 30 cents to 40 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from 95 cents to $1.05. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.62 and sold it to $2.78. 
cents. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged two dollars and 45 cents and sold up to two dollars and 71 cents. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and 35 cents and sold up to two dollars and 71 cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and 33 cents and sold up to two dollars and 40 cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and 10 cents and sold up to two dollars and 22 cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar 97 and sold up to two dollars and 16 cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged a dollar 90 and sold it to a dollar 98. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged a dollar 81 and sold it to a dollar 90. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged a dollar 70 and sold it to a dollar 81. Heifers were their usual 30 to 40 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound tan steers at two dollars and 39 cents a pound, a load of 550 pound tan steers at two dollars and 22 cents a pound, a load of 600 pound tan steers at two dollars and six cents a pound, a load of 650 pound tan steers at a dollar 98 a pound, and a load of 700 pound tan steers at a dollar 90 a pound, and a load of 775 pound exotic steers at a dollar 81 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,500 hogs Monday, selling a range of 160 to 173 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,300 head, selling a range of 160 to 172 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down six basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3082. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.76 cents U.S. U.S. cash market started this holiday reduced production week with modest declines. The 20% reduction in hog slaughter that is anticipated this week will likely result in a backlog of market-ready hogs into early December, a normal feature of the market at this time of year. However, with the added possibility of COVID-19 disruptions, there is a risk of the tight schedule being further impacted by unexpected shutdowns which could weigh on prices. On the demand side, pork consumption at home has been stellar compared to any recent year. But of course, COVID-19 has skewed the demand of almost all foodstuffs to at-home consumption. During the COVID-19 outbreak, retailers have significantly curtailed their merchandising efforts and have focused simply on making sure their shelves are not empty as retail activity is up sharply. Lean hog futures will continue to reflect these fundamentals by experiencing higher volatility in the nearby contracts as the market reacts to the ongoing surprises that directly affect cash prices. The third month contracts will be more steady, factoring in the probability and timing of a return to normal market trends. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca Loblaws will begin testing the use of autonomous trucks early next year to deliver goods to retail locations across the greater Toronto area. The grocery and pharmacy retailer says it has signed a multi-year partnership deal with technology company Gatic to begin the test in January. Gatic will operate five vehicles for Loblaw up to seven days a week on routes with fixed pickup and drop-off locations. All vehicles will have autonomous self-driving software for urban, suburban and highway driving and will have a co-pilot driver as a safety precaution. 
Montreal-based renewable energy producers Borlex is moving into California, Alabama, and Indiana. It says it has signed a deal to buy controlling interests in seven solar power plants in the U.S., five in California, and one each in Alabama and Indiana. The deal with Centaurus Renewable Energy and other investors is worth $283 million. CRE and other investors will retain certain non-controlling interests in the plants, which all benefit from long-term power purchase agreements. Gains in the financial and energy sectors helped Canada's main stock index surge higher in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also climbed in the wake of the start of the formal transition of power to U.S. President-elect Joe Biden. The TSX Composite Index was up 184 points at 17,279. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 405 points at 29,996. The Canadian dollar traded at 76.74 cents U.S. compared with 76.44 cents Monday. The January crude oil contract was up 210 at 45.16 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good fun. Answer. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.